I sat in church many times for many years hearing about this man called Jesus. And to be honest, if you'd asked me, I would have said, I am a Christian because I know about Jesus. I don't follow another religion. So by default, knowing about Jesus, living in a so-called Christian land, surely that would make me a Christian. Until one day, the lights came on. Until one day, I discovered this thing called Christianity, this thing called following Jesus. It's got nothing to do with religion. It's got everything to do with knowing Jesus Christ personally, having a relationship with him, and being connected to the Heavenly Father. And because of that, I want to pray now. Not because you're a preacher, you need to pray first, but rather because I truly believe that the Holy Spirit is the one who can open blinded eyes, the Father is the one who can speak into our hardened hearts, and the Word of God is powerful enough that it can shatter our excuses, our justifications, and the lies of the enemy, and bring light and hope. So Father... This morning as we gather as your people, in your presence, around your word, as we remember the sacred day when Jesus paid the ultimate price for our salvation, Father, we want to lean into you. Father, we don't want to just listen with our ears, we want to listen with our hearts this morning. We want our eyes to see the unseen. We want faith to arise in our hearts. And so, Lord God, I pray even as I share this simple message this morning, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, it would be anything but simple. It would be profound and life-changing. We welcome you in this place, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's such a oxymoron, which means kind of a, a contradiction. And I was wondering, do you go around saying, hey, happy Good Friday to people? I mean, like you'd say, happy Christmas or happy Easter. And why do you even call it good when we've just read about someone being brutally murdered? Why do we sing and dance and celebrate when we read about someone suffering? Because our salvation is free. That's why we celebrate. But it didn't cost nothing. It cost Jesus everything, which is why it's a Good Friday. This is the day, if ever there was a day that was going to convince you how valuable and how loved you are by our Heavenly Father, then today is the day. Today must convince us of our value, of his love for us, and of how much our Heavenly Father wants a relationship with every single one of us. Every time you see the cross, and some of you wear a cross around your neck, many times you'll see crosses in churches, on billboards, on bumper stickers. Every time you see that empty cross, it reminds us, it proclaims God's love, it declares your value, and it invites you into relationship with your heavenly father. Why is knowing, why is knowing our value so important? If you were here on Sunday, I, I began chatting about this because it's something that's arrested my heart. It's something that God's challenging me with. Why is it so important that you and I know just how valuable we are to our father in heaven? And, and the simple truth is this. Valuable people live valuable lives and valuable people add value to others. And in the same way, well, on the flip side of that, if you don't see yourself as having any value, you're not going to feel you can add value to others or to life. And God wants to declare through the lies of the enemy, through the hardness of your heart, through your upbringing and your past, through social media proclaiming your lack of value, our Father in heaven wants to declare to you today like never before the incredible value that he sees in you and I. But our value doesn't come from the world. It comes from the Father. And this is such a truth 
that every one of us, if we're going to walk in the freedom that Jesus paid for on the cross, if we're going to experience the riches of our Heavenly Father, at some point, this truth has to break into our hearts. In the world, you earn value through your performance, your ability, your success, your beauty, or your strength. But in the kingdom of God, we receive it when God speaks to us. And my prayer for every one of us, and I've been praying and calling out to God, God, let this penny drop. Let this light come on in our heart. That we would stop struggling and striving and trying to earn value from the world and learn to receive it from our Heavenly Father. Ephesians 3, 14 to 21, for this reason. Because Paul knew it. The Apostle Paul had this revelation. And he says, for this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, its name. A name is more than just a label, Brent. A name speaks of someone's attributes, their character. It speaks about security, value, and identity. We either derive our name from the Father, your identity, security, and value, or you're going to try for the rest of your life to earn it from the world. Verse number 16, I pray. That out of his glorious riches, that's where the riches of the kingdom are. Remember what Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Because in the kingdom of heaven you get to meet the Father, the riches of the Father made available in relationship with him. Out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That's what Paul longs for. Oh, that we would have the power, that we would know the power of his love, that Christ may find residence in our hearts by faith, not fear, not worldly striving, but faith in this Jesus. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love. Many of you driving to church this morning, if you came from, uh, I suppose, anywhere, you drive at the moment and you see how many trees have fallen, how many branches have been knocked off. And friends, that's what the world does. The shakings of the world, the the economy, the political future, social media, all these things are like winds against us. As we compare ourselves and judge ourselves, I want to ask you, are you rooted and established in his love? Or are you trying to prop yourself up with money and title and fame and discover when the winds truly blow how easily they come crashing down? Rooted and established in love, verse 18, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, that's us, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Don't you love that? How can you know something that surpasses knowledge? Only supernaturally. Only when it comes by revelation, not to your head, but to your heart. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And friends, that's our prayer for you. At the prayer meeting last night, we were praying for you, praying, God, we want to be a people full, full of the Holy Spirit, full of your love, full of your grace, full of your love. But Lord God, we need your power inside of us to fill us up, to understand the enormity of God's amazing love that we would be full to overflowing. Now to him, who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him, Be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Friends, the cross connects us. We celebrate Good Friday. We celebrate the murder of this man called Jesus. 
Because he didn't go under compulsion, he went voluntarily. Because he knew it would take his death to connect us to the Father. Remember that well-known verse in John, Jesus said, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Nobody comes to the Father. In other words, at the Father is the way, the truth, the life. How do you get to the Father through Jesus? Where's the life of God? At the Father. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. We named by the Father, His identity, security, and value. Spiritual poverty might draw us to the Father, but we come from the Father, filled to the measure of the fullness of God. And friends, I want us to remember today, that's why I'm so delighted that you came out on a good Friday to remember this is a solemn day. On Easter Sunday, we're going to celebrate and dance in the joy of the resurrected King. But this day is a somber day. This day, we remember the price that was paid. Jesus who went because it was the Father's plan to his death. He went voluntarily. He went because it was the only way to rescue mankind from slavery to death and sin and Satan. He went Because you and I are so valuable to his father. Someone once said, actions speak louder than words. Well, Jesus did both. He declared it and he demonstrated just how valuable we are. Now, if you were here this past Sunday, I began speaking because I'm praying. As God is ministering it to me, I'm hoping you're going to catch it as well. A sense of how valuable we are to our father. It's critical we understand it. I looked on Sunday, and if you missed it, you can download that episode. The Father showed us His value by the way He created us, not just in His image, but unique for His calling, His purpose, and His plan. The two things I want to look at now, based on this sacred day, is that while Jesus was alive, He spoke it over us, and as He died, He demonstrated to us as well. So the first thing, Jesus... Spoke. You know, when, when God speaks, it's not the same as you and I speaking. We are sons of God, and yes, I think there's power. There's the power of the life and death is in the tongue. But when God spoke, things happened. Can you imagine watching that video in heaven one day? You know? And God said, let there be light. And just, can you imagine what it must have been like? As God spoke into nothingness, and the power of His word. That's why Paul and, and the writer in Hebrews said, the word of God is living and active. God's word is not just sound waves, it's power waves, it's life waves. It says Jesus, the living word. Jesus came, the word became flesh, made his dwelling among us. And it says the word, in him was life, and this life was the light of man. Through him all things were created. The word of God carries life and power. It creates, it conquers darkness. That's why read your Bible. I mean, read it. Read it. It carries the words of God. And when those words get from our head to our heart, life and light and victory over darkness happens. But I want you to realize, this verse I've been pondering so much. Jesus received. Remember, we're going to have to, this is the big truth we've got to catch. If you don't receive your value, identity, glory, honor from the Father, you're going to live your life trying to earn it from the world. It says about Jesus in 2 Peter 1.17. He received, say received, received honor and glory from the Father. When? Well, when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my son whom I love, with him I'm well pleased. In other words, Jesus received when he heard the voice of the Father. That's what I'm praying for. 
that as we study this together, God's word would penetrate your heart. You would receive it when you hear it by faith in your heart. This is my son, whom I love, with him I'm well pleased. And don't forget, ladies, you sons of God too, just like I'm part of his bride, deal with it. That's how we receive. Just as the Father spoke over Jesus, and by speaking, receiving the word into his heart, he received glory and honor. So we too receive from God through letting his word into our hearts. Now I know there's something about the general word becoming the living, active, powerful word. There's something about knowing something in your head and then receiving it by faith. This is so precious to me. I apologize once again. Some of you have heard my testimonies, but I'm going to share this one again. I've always wrestled with a sense of value. Always wrestled in terms of, I suppose, looking at yourself, evaluating yourself. I asked you last week if you rated yourself 0 to 10 in terms of how valuable you are. I probably would have given myself about a 3 or a 4. That's just self-image problems. God spoke. And God spoke to me in an amazing way from this verse in Matthew 6, verse 26. It says, Jesus speaking to his disciples, he said, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Jesus is speaking about worry. He's speaking about stress. He's speaking about provision. He's speaking about how to live a real life in a real economy with problems and and, and payments to make and debit orders. And Jesus said, Stop worrying because you're more valuable And look how the father's looking after these birds and bees and how much more is he going to look after you? Now, it happened to take place while I was traveling. Being in South America and while we're ministering in South America, preaching and feeling intimidated, God, what value can we add to these nations? God says, Brent, you are valuable to me. And I've always seen myself, for those who fly often and travel, you know the super valuable people sit at the front of the plane. I mean, first class, business class. Me, I always sit at the back exit. It's a true story. That's kind of, I'm an economy man. You know, I just sit at the back quietly in my corner, introvert, read my book. And, and the father's saying, Brent, I see you as valuable. So as this, I'm pondering this and, and God's ministering to my heart, I check in and for the first time ever they say, hey, Mr. Braden, we've got an international business class upgrade for you, front of the plane. And I'm sitting in one of those beautiful chairs as it leans back. It's got a built-in massager. So, so I'm flying, I think, from Bogota down to Sao Paulo or something while I'm gently being massaged by this chair, lying all the way back, sipping my non-alcoholic champagne, thinking God is good. And God is speaking. You might see yourself economy. I see you first class. Now, I don't need to fly first class, but it's the point in my heart. That's what God sees. And I'm sharing that because that was a moment when it went from here to here. My prayer for you this morning, let that penny drop. God sees you as valuable. And once wasn't enough, Matthew 10, 29 to 31. What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin, but not a single sparrow falls to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Matthew 12, 11 to 12. And Jesus answered, if you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more? Valuable is a person than a sheep. Jesus, speaking over his disciples, valuable. You are valuable. You are valuable. The person sitting next to you is a little bit slow. Won't you nudge them now and just say, you are valuable. The Father says, you are valuable. 
let that truth sink into our heart. It's so important because we reflect, we reflect the revelation we have of God. When you've had a revelation that he's the God of value, you reflect value. But if you're still living with that poverty mentality, my God is small and I'm not valuable, then that becomes the lifestyle that we live. When we've had the revelation of the God of value who calls me valuable, we can begin to live valuable lives and reflect value and add value to others. People who know how valuable they are to God stop worrying about provision. Because that's what Jesus said. Stop worrying. Are you not more valuable than all these birds? And the ch- They stop worrying about protection. Not one of these sparrows falls to the ground without your father knowing it. Not one hair on your head will be touched without your father knowing it. Are you not much more valuable? They stop worrying about their health. The sheep stuck. Surely if the father would, a shepherd would rescue a sheep on the Sabbath, how much more valuable are you? Your father will watch over you. Worrying is a sign of a poverty spirit indicating we haven't yet received the riches of the Father's love and honor and value. Peace is a sign that you've been connected and understand the value from your Father in heaven. So number one, Jesus spoke value over our lives. But the second thing I want to focus on now, Jesus is not just a talker, he's a doer. And when Jesus went to the cross, he was demonstrating once and for all. Listen to what it says in Psalm 49, 7 to 9. It says, no one can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for them. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough so that they should live on forever and not see decay. Well, maybe there was one. Maybe there was one. No sacrifice of bulls or goats or chickens or whatever could ever ransom the value of a life. In the Old Testament, it was simply God's way of pointing to the greatest sacrifice that was to come. And when John the Baptist saw his cousin approaching, as he was baptizing people at the Jordan, he calls the crowd and he says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You see, there was one, only one, valuable enough in terms of what he did who could pay for our lives. The greatest proof of our value is in the price that God paid to redeem us from the separation and penalty of sin. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, it says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. The sinless spotless Lamb of God. Listen to me carefully. It was Jesus' performance. He had to live the sinless, spotless life so that when he died on the cross, he wasn't dying for his sin, he could die for ours. It was his performance. He had to earn the right through his sinless, spotless life. But now that he's paid it, we no longer have to earn We receive it because of our position in Christ. Does that make sense? It's so crucial. Otherwise, you get trapped in religion. Otherwise, you get trapped in trying to live a sinless, spotless life. I need to go to church more, pray more. I'm not good enough. I feel condemned. I feel bad. I feel I'm not doing enough for God. What's happening? You're trying to earn your value from the Father through your sinless, spotless. It was done already. And when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, we move from an earning mentality to a receiving from the Father who accomplished it in Christ. 
We have to believe that we're valuable to God, not in an arrogant way, but in a faith way. How valuable are you? We are seated today on a piece of land which is so valuable to us. Some of you have been part of the Outlook journey for many years. We lived the first 10 years of the church's life in the Arboretum School Hall. Bless them, Lord. We had a great time there. But in our heart, we were longing for a home where we could build something substantial to build a base church to be a blessing to the nations. But we were told for years, don't bother ever looking for a church site in Richards Bay because there's none and there's a waiting list and so don't bother. Until one day someone phoned me up and they said, Brent, here's a church site, why don't you buy it? And I said, no, you're wrong, there's a waiting list, there's none. She said, no, Brent, you're wrong, I work at the municipality, this is my job, I'm looking at it. So I <laughs> Now here's the thing, this was municipal owned land and the municipality valued the land and they said it's worth 600,000, 6, 7,000 square meters that we're sitting on here. There's value, according to the government, 600,000. But it was an auction. It was a public available to anyone. I mean, it was a private. We just had to put in a bid. You only get one chance, whatever you put in. And I remember as, as elders wrestling through this. The government says the land is worth that. But how valuable is it to us? As we prayed, we sought the Lord, and, and the one verse that stood out from David when he bought a piece of land for the temple, and God said, and he said, he said, no, I will pay the full price, full price, God, what's the full price? And we felt God drop in our heart, just pay everything. And so instead of paying 600,000, we paid 1 million, and we won the bid by about 400 rand. God had given us exactly, you see, the world might set your value. This is how valuable you are based on your performance, your gender, your background, your education, your skill, your strength, your beauty. This is where we're pitching your value. God says, maybe the world values there, but let me tell you, I value you up here. And that's why I'm not paying the world's fee. I'll pay everything. And he gave the life of his son. The cross is a declaration of your worth to God. In the Old Testament, the covenant was still one of performance. In other words, if you want to be righteous with God, you perform your religious duties, you follow the law, and based on your performance determines your value. In fact, now you're going to be offended, some of you. Leviticus 27, verses 1 to 4. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, if anyone makes a special vow to dedicate a person to the Lord by giving the equivalent value, set the value of a male between the ages of 20 and 60 at 50 shekels of silver, according to the sanctuary shekel, for a female set her value at 30. Hectic. Isn't that offensive to our equal rights and all of these things? But once again, it's because value was based on ability and performance. Man, they were the soldiers, they were the farmers. Women, I suppose... It's so based on that. Remember, under a performance covenant, value is set by ability and performance. And then Jesus came. In the new covenant, we now, it's not based on performance, it's based on our position in Christ. So our value is not performance based. We didn't pay it, God paid. And notice this in Galatians 3 verse 28. Now there is neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now there's a price for a man, not just between 20 and 60, but from zero to 142, the precious blood of Jesus. Value of a lady, 
the precious blood of Jesus. Value of every race, every background, every socio-economic status, the precious blood of Jesus. This is so important. Because when you feel valuable and understand and have received value, you're going to stop comparing yourself to the value of others. You see, the world, one of the ways we try and earn value is always trying to compare ourselves to others. Am I more valuable? Do I do more, achieve more, have more? But when you recognize one price before God, when God looks at Mother Teresa, what an incredible saint and the work that she did, continues around the world, surely she must be the most, no, same value as you and I. What about Billy Graham? And how many millions gave their life to Jesus because of his preaching? Surely he must be the most valuable. No, same value before the Father because it was paid by the same price. It sets us free from comparison. Please remember, Jesus received glory and honor when the voice of the Father spoke over him. If you don't receive it from your heavenly Father, you'll live your life trying to earn it and perform for it in the world. It would be an offense to God to celebrate Good Friday and not walk in a revelation of just how much your Father loves you and values you. Value is something we receive from the Father as you hear his word. If you don't receive it, you live your life trying to earn it. So receive it. Receive it. And I'm going to be praying for us now. And I'm going to ask you to open wide your heart. All of us know this. No no difficult truths today. We know it in our head. But the proof will be when it hits our hearts, valuable people live valuable lives and add value to others. But that value doesn't come from the world. You can only receive it from the Father. And only way to the Father is through trusting in Jesus. So I'm going to ask you to stand right now. I'm going to ask the music team to come on up. And if you feel comfortable, just to close your eyes. And for those of you who feel super comfortable, why don't you just lift your hands. And Heavenly Father, we stand in your presence this morning just celebrating the fact that we have access because of Jesus, because of this Good Friday, because of the price you paid, we have access to our Heavenly Father. And we invite you now, Holy Spirit, will you come? Holy Spirit, would you begin to move upon our hearts? Holy Spirit, would you come and begin to soften hardened hearts? Begin to soften religious hearts that have been performing to impress you, Lord. Would you soften condemned hearts that feel like I can't perform, I'm not good enough? Let freedom come in Jesus' name. Father, I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit, like Paul prayed, as we bow before the Father from whom we derive our name, our security, our value, our identity, and we say, Holy Spirit... Let this truth truly begin to set people free. Friends, some of you have been carrying a burden of performance your whole life. You're living a stressed life trying to prove something to the world or trying to prove it to your parents or prove it to your loved ones or prove it to people you don't even know who they are, but you're trying to prove it. You're carrying a burden because deep inside you don't feel valuable. Father, would you come? By the power of the Holy Spirit, 
And friends, if that's you, let's release it to God. Let's repent. Let's call it a sin. Lord, I'm still living in a performance-based value. Lord, today I confess it as sin. No more. No more. And today I say, thank you, Lord, that in Jesus I can receive. I receive. And friends, I want to speak over you the words the Father spoke over Jesus. Because remember, now we are in Christ. And in Christ, He says, this is my Son. You're a son of God, a child of God. That's who you are. You can never call yourself not valuable when you're a child of God. This is my son whom I love, whom I love. And deep inside your sense of unworthiness and ashamed and guilt of the past, making excuses and justifying why you can't be loved, you can because God says, whom I love. And with you, I'm well pleased. For me, that was always the hardest part. Well pleased. But I don't do enough. Well, Jesus had done nothing and the Father said, I'm pleased. And the Father is pleased, not on your performance. He's pleased by your faith. Your willingness to trust in the finished work of Jesus. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Friends, we want you to leave this morning with your tank full. Filled with the Holy Spirit. The early church, it says they were full, full. Oh, Lord, let your word come and fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. As we broke bread, remembering the body and blood of Jesus on the sacred Friday. Jesus, may your life and blood fill us afresh with the Holy Spirit. Lord, as we pray, would you come and pour out the riches of heaven? receive it as we worship together let's focus on the Lord for some of you come on surrender your heart like never before it's time to go deeper it's time to let go it's time to trust the goodness and love of your heavenly father